Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Rumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I am Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. Welcome to our nifty little radio show. I think I can legally call it a show uh, as it's being broadcast and there are people on it, so I think that meets the technical criteria for an actual show. Well, okay, maybe if the deep state investigated us, they might have a different opinion, and from what I've read, they're everywhere now, so here's hoping they have bigger fish to fry than going after us. I mean, it takes a lot of manpower to pull off a full-on witch hunt. No collusion. It must be exhausting, so the feds are probably distracted, and at this moment, why don't we just... Get this show going before they figure out what the heck I'm up to. Let me introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a decent chuckle, if you would. Oh, okay. <laughs> How was that? Very well done, I must say. Well. You know, you obviously rehearsed that before the show. I Don't did. get too good at this laughing thing, as it won't sound organic. You know, maybe mix in a weak laugh or two so our listeners don't think you're a canned laugh track or something. Oh, right, right. I'll make a note of your suggestion. Good, good. So now I am obligated to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, do the bare minimum to verify your presence in the studio. And How about a quick whistle? Not, not one that sounds like a you know a leering sexist whistle. Try to utilize good taste in your whistle. Honestly, Spud, I I, I can't whistle. I've what? never been able to, and I got to tell you, it caused me a lot of ridicule growing up. But most adults don't whistle. So up until right I don't know now, about that. well, it hasn't really been an issue for me in my life. But pl- please, I'm asking you, don't make me whistle. <laughs> Okay, fine. How about a yodel? I mean, you love yodeling. Uh, Don't you own like a ton of yodeling records? Oh. <laughs> well, a- actually, my yodeling collection is on cassettes, but though I am a fan, I'm not able to yodel myself, at least not at this point. How about if I just say how excited I am about this show and really? I'm really looking Really? That's the best. That's the best you got. Okay, I'll well, accept that you're excited about whatever. Can I start the show now? Sure, sure, dude. Don't mind me. Okay, then. Me, but what sorry. I wanted to discuss on the show was that Goop magazine. You know, the one uh, Gwyneth Paltrow puts out? You know, the actress? You know, uh, I, I, she nominated her for an Oscar, or maybe won one. I don't remember. I, I mean, don't. I've read a couple, uh, you know, the things in there, in, in that magazine, and I have to say, it made me very sad as I don't even know about most of the stuff they say will make you look, you know, look good and be happy. Has anyone here heard of sex dust or, or spirit dust or, or even brain dust? I don't know. I mean, they sell it there, and, and though I could use help in all three areas, I really need to do further research before I swallow their dust products. Yeah. I thought I was fairly well-read and stay up on all the new products. You know, Facebook sticks in my face each day. 
I mean, these, these guys also sell altitude oil, whatever the hell that is. Does anyone know if this studio is at or below sea level? Oh, oh, I subscribe to Goop. You do? I can, yeah, yes, but and I can fill you in on what you need to know. Their sex dust is a necessity in my life. Couldn't live without it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, what what is Goop again? Oh, they say it's a lifestyle, not just a magazine and a website. Right. But who knew? I don't. Uh, hey, just a sec. I, th- I think I got a. I did get a text from my executive producer. Did you, oh, give me a moment here. What does it say? What does it say? Just, but you got to entertain the listeners. Uh, okay, but I, I bet I bet our listeners want to know what our executive All producer right, had um, to say. I, I was hoping we didn't have to go down this road, but I, I do get what she's saying here. Uh, hey, Aunt Dorothy, it's no secret here in the studio that you that you're dealing with some issues in your relationship with Chance the intern. Hey, uh, you know, you know, anybody who's listened to the show knows you two are dating or or were. I. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the two of you, but I have been ordered to explore this on the air. Hmm. As, you know, our executive producer, and I kind of, too, agree with her that it would be good radio. Oh, brother. You might have to take one for the team right now. Are you comfortable discussing whatever is the issue? I mean, I'm looking at Chance, the intern over there in the corner. He looks sad, like like he just got word someone stole his comic book collection. I think the reason why is I've just been, like, so unhappy. You know I prefer to keep my personal life private, Spud. I have allowed you and Gerald to make light of my relationship with Chance, but, well, but, you know, right now it would not be productive as we... Mrs. Jarvis, there is nothing to be ashamed of if you are having relationship problems. I'm... I'm not going to say that I can relate necessarily because my wife and I have really not had any disagreements or marital tiffs in our what? 22 years together. Oh, brother. Well, you know, we were each other's first kiss. Have I ever mentioned that before? Shut up. Don't gross me out, dude. I mean, that, that's way, that's way too much information. A nice and story. for the record, I don't buy that about you never, ever getting into an argument with your wife. What a crock. Oh, Spud. I am pretty sure all couples experience difficulties, and it's my you hope think? that, well, definitely, I know it, and it's my hope that Chance and I will resolve our issues. Now, that's all I feel comfortable discussing on the air, if you don't mind. Well, I don't mind, but I have my orders to pursue this. Don't hate me. Well, listen, how about we get Chance, the, the intern's perspective on this? Uh, Chance... Chance, could you oh, step up to the to the microphone for yeah, us? Yeah, help us out here. We can't do a real couple's intervention without you being involved. Uh, so, let me ask you this. Why are you making my aunt so unhappy? I would rather keep this private if you don't mind. It's between Dorothy and I. Right. Yeah, yeah, but we have airtime to fill here. It's a, it's a talk show, man. Um, you don't have to disclose everything um, except who cheated on who. I mean, get it off your chest. You'll feel better. What the hell do you have to lose? You know, Chance, infidelity does seem to be a real problem area for a large number of couples these days. Uh, You know, both my wife and I know of several marriages at our church that are currently under the spell of Satan. Oh, my. The lure of the flesh can be overpowering for the weak-willed. I need to go back to the phones now. I have a job to do here, even though I don't get paid, if you'll excuse me. Oh, oh, this is not over by any means. Really? Uh, sorry, sorry, Aunt Dorothy. I do need to bring on our musical guests right now, though, and I will be speaking with them a little later on in the program. Say hello to Power Laces.
Hey, this is Mike Tyson. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, yeah. your first guest, David Newell, is waiting to speak with you. Now, you know, I and my family are big fans of Mr. Newell, who a lot of people know played Mr. McFeely. Uh, right. You know, over the years, we never missed Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when it was on that uh, public television channel. Yeah, that was one of the few cool shows on non-cable TV that you could pick up with rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah. Something we, you'd know about. We haven't used rabbit ears on our TV for ages. We have a very effective rooftop antenna, and we get most of the good channels. It's <laughs> jack what you're saying. Uh, do you get ESPN, HBO, N- and, no. that, and that Russian station, RT, that your guy in the White House digs? No, no, no. We, we, don't, we don't get those channels, but we do get CBS and ABC. And NBC, if it's a nice day. When it rains, something with NBC, it goes on the fritz. If you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. With two jobs, I would think you could afford cable TV. You are so living in the past. I wouldn't be surprised if you still have a hula hoop. Yes, we do have a couple of hula hoops, and we break them out from time to time on family night. Oh, dear. My sympathy to your children. Uh, Just put David through, please. Here he is. Please say hello to actor David Newell. Uh, thanks for coming on our show. Well, thank you. Speedy delivery. I'm talking to Spud, right? That's correct. Hey, uh, by the way, <laughs> could 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 I have you say, hey, Spud, uh, uh, speedy delivery? Uh, that would be something I could keep forever and ever. Okay. Hey, Spud, speedy delivery to you. Wow, that is so cool. All right, well, let's let's do this. Um, David, the world knows you as Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and, and there's a new movie coming out titled Won't You Be My Neighbor, which, of course, is about the amazing, long-running TV show on American public television, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Everyone needs to look for it because it's out everywhere. Um, it's got great reviews. Oh, I, I waited to see the film. Uh, I, I had seen clips of it, but I waited to see it because I wanted to see it in a theater at a big screen with, with an audience. And, boy, it brought back so many memories within... 90 minutes my I was just I remember oh I remember that I remember that I remember everything that we did there are a lot of clips in the program that uh, in the in the in the film that just brought back so many memories instantly and uh, it was overwhelming and uh, what you know when people see it they always said they have tear in their eye and I did too just remembering the wonderful years of working with Fred and I'm still working with the company but uh, we don't do the neighborhood of course anymore but I, the, the memories are all there in the, in the film. Wow. It seems pretty clear that Fred Rogers was a special person because, you know, I've tried to talk with, with kids and it hasn't always gone smoothly. Was Fred born with this skill or did he learn it over the years? I think both. I think it came from his family. They were very supportive of, of Fred and his grandfather was a big influence in his life. But then he went to, uh, to he studied his best, uh, his basic uh, uh, degree is in music. But then he got into television and decided he wanted to get into public television and specifically children. And he went to the University of Pittsburgh and studied uh, after his uh, music degree, studied child development. And then, along with that, he went to study theology. And all of that, I think, worked to be... Uh, he, that's what gave him the basis to be a, a host of children's television. He was almost like a kid whisperer. I mean, he just had that innate 
I don't know. It was just a, a special talent to just to connect with kids. But. Oh, he did. But you know, he and I think some of it came. He was ten years old or eleven years old when his sister came into the family. Uh, they, uh, they, the family adopted a little girl, and. And he, I think that helped him too, because when you're 10 and he was very close to his sister, would babysit, I think that had a big influence on, on, on Fred and, and his sensitivity to children. You're, I've never heard the child whisper, that's very good. <laughs> he was that. Yeah. He was that. Yeah. And he was a real thing. It wasn't, it wasn't put on. He had a mission of, of taking this media that we have uh, back in the, in, the, in the 60s when we began. You know, we had this powerful media television. He wanted to make it for the good, not just to sell cornflakes, but to be able to to be positive and, and give give out uh, good information to families with young children. And he did. Right, right. Say, Spud. Yes, what? I've always thought of you as more of a hobo whisperer. You know, every time we're out walking on the street in the city, people look a bit disheveled, and they come right up to you and start talking. Not that they know who you are, as I don't think hobos listen to the radio. Oh, uh, hey, David, I need a moment here. Sure. Hobo is not a politically correct term, dude. Well, it went out in the 1950s. I mean, I yeah, I do enjoy talking with those who are maybe a, a bit down on their luck. I've met some really interesting people over the years. You've always seemed to connect with those who are living by their wits on the streets, bud. Haven't you had a few of those people actually stay with you at your apartment? Yeah, a few times, but most of them have found my place a bit too messy for their tastes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a hoarder like everyone says, but I, I guess I do have a bit of clutter around me. Uh -huh. I, I just think it's great that you found one subsection of society that you relate to so well. Whatever. Let me get back to David. All right, I'm back. I'm good to go. Well, let's discuss Fred Rogers' you know, classic cardigan sweaters. Did he wear one off the set, too, or, or did he leave them at the studio after the show was over? I, I mean, I like well, to wear Well, occasionally one. he would because, you know, the sweaters that he used mainly on the program were made by his mother each holiday time. She'd start January 1st and make a sweater for uh, her children and, and nephews. Huh. And Fred would always know he was getting a sweater for uh, Christmas. And he wore them, in, I guess, in honor of his, of his mother. Uh, and so occasionally he would wear one off, off set, but mainly he wore a suit jacket. Uh, but the, uh, the sweaters were part of his family and part of part of him and he uh, he one of the sweaters by the way is in the Smithsonian Institute in in uh, DC as it should be uh, so if your listeners are ever in the, in the Smithsonian look for the Mr. Rogers sweater it's a classic one a red one well very cool well I'm put that on my list, my to-do list for sure. Well, you know, numerous actors have gotten their start on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Michael Keaton is one that I know about. Any others our listeners might be aware of? Well, there are some. Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton uh, ran the trolley for a while. Let's see, there were a few directors who who uh, started out on the program. Uh, one of the directors ended up uh, directing Seinfeld. Oh. Uh, and there's a, a movie director who was on the floor crew. And there are other people who you, you would not household words, but they ended up working in the uh, in the uh, in television and films. 
Wow. Uh, all because of the training they got in uh, the Storages neighborhood. Oh, one of them, one guy you don't know, but you would know the what he what he brought to television. The sound man from 60 Minutes uh, worked on the, the floor crew years ago, and he's the one who got the sound for the clock on 60 Minutes. He's the one who found the sound you hear for 60 Minutes. He was telling me that one day. I, I've been in touch with him. Oh, wow. So there are a lot of people who the neighborhood was sort of a springboard, but Fred, they said to Fred one time, what's next? Meaning, what are you going to do next? This is next, he would always say. I, this is what I want to do. And he stayed with Mr. Rogers' neighborhood for, for what, over 35 years. Wow. But this is the 50th year it's been in existence. That's what we're celebrating this year. Well, I just really want to thank you so much for sharing some of these memories because it was the, the show will, will live on forever. So let me say again that the new documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, is now airing at theaters around the country. Um, thank you so much for calling into our show. Oh, thank you, Spud. Speedy delivery to you. Mr. David Newell. Spud Goodness to a new low. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing. Hey, uh, Spud, yes. our sh- well, our show's resident psychic is holding for you. Do you want to take his call? What do you think? What? Okay, do you want me to do his plug? Duh. Oh, all right. Uh, Ted Mars Out of This World can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 1150 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. Here he is. Say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thanks for doing this, Ted. Oh, my pleasure, Spud. It's always wonderful to be here. Yes. So I had this dream last night, and I wanted to run Mm -hmm. it by you to see if maybe you could make it happen in real life. (laughs) Okay, what was your dream about? Well, I dreamt that the aliens came to Earth. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, I guess they're really already here. I I mean, mean, that's what you're, I mean, you've stated that. So, but anyway, they abducted El Presidente Trump and did a battery Mm -hmm. of tests on him in the dream. He created a a real fuss and drove the aliens nuts as all he did was complain, you know, while they worked on him. And, and, you know, and contrary to modern myth, what I've read, they did no anal probes on him, at least in my Mm -hmm. dream. They just hooked him up to some wires and did their testing. So, you know, I was really pissed I woke up before I learned what the results were also but you know anyway that's what the dream was about wow wow amazing yeah yeah there's a point here i'm getting to a point here here's my point okay you are in constant contact with aliens from other dimensions so could Mm -hmm. you arrange for trump to be abducted in real life what do you think um he's already been uh abducted and they um he's one of them actually i i didn't want to Say this, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's no joke, right? Because I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking there has to be something going on here, and that that might explain a few things. I mean, I, hmm. I mean, I, I know a lot of people already think or feel that you know something's going on. 
Uh, but right. they would love right. to see some scientific data, you know, to, to verify that. I mean, he didn't behave. How, how did he become such a mean spirited, egocentric, horrible person on his own? I mean, there had to be somebody pushing that, you know, that. And in uh, your, it is the aliens, then, huh? I, I I hate to say this. Uh, I know this is being heard by a lot of people throughout the world, but Let's it's hope so. true. Yeah, yeah, wow. it, it's yeah, it's definitely been. He's been uh, he's been in contact with them. Say, Spud. What? Well, as Ted just said, this show is going out to listeners around the world. You know, it's one thing to criticize our president, fellow Americans, listening on stations in this country. But what about those in the UK and South Africa who are also tuned in? What are they to think when they hear you ask that Donald Trump be abducted by aliens? He is the leader of the free world, you know. It would yeah. be a disaster if he suddenly disappeared. Hey, Ted, uh, just a moment. Okay. Well, people everywhere are going to have to learn to deal with life without our daily dose of chaos, as he, in my opinion, will very soon be in a federal prison. No, no. Not even Fox News will be cutting in and broadcasting his every word then, so this is going to be the best for all Earthlings everywhere. Let me tell you, the only person getting locked up is Crooked Hillary. She's going to be making license plates in the very near future. I doubt it, and I know for a fact the aliens would never ever mess with Hillary. I mean, she would drive them crazy with her micromanaging. You know, you know how she is. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do. I, I, I got to get back to Ted though. Uh, sorry about that, man. But let, let's get back to the aliens abducting Trump. So he already knows them. Yeah, he's been uh, in contact with them, and um, um, but he, the, 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 it can be it can be a boon or bane. But he's got free will, so he pretty much does what he wants. He's a wild card. He's a wild man, Very and wild. he pretty much does what he wants to do and um and but he has uh, the message i got is interesting he has been in touch with with uh, with extraterrestrials he has been well that would explain some stuff i mean i know but, the secret service would freak out if they knew about this so could you have mm -hmm. the aliens be low profile when they abduct him maybe maybe during the night they, they just need to return him before 6 a.m when fox and friends is on tv he's he's, he's you know he's really into that well, I have to tell you that in the past, some of the Secret Service have actually been ETs themselves, from what I've, I've heard. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, can, can, give the aliens a heads up, if this does go down, that our president might not be real friendly to them, if this is in real life this happens, not just not my dream, because, you know, especially if they don't look like them, because he doesn't care for foreigners, unless they're from like Norway or females are at least a 9.5. Make sure they're really good looking. Well, think of this. You're, if you're coming from another planet and you're visiting Earth and you're looking for a representative model of, a, of an average human citizen, and let's say you pick Trump, what kind of impression would you be? Would you have? Not a very good one. You see? And, well, you can pick anybody. You might pick somebody great. You might pick somebody in a bad mood. You may pick up um, Kim Jong-un in, in North Korea. <laughs> And you think, oh, everybody's like Kim Jong. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but they know there's a lot of variety here on the planet. And um, uh, President Trump is just one of many, many people on this planet. So, um, but he's, he's a wild card, definitely a wild card. And But he has been in touch with them. That's what 
I've been told. Yeah, well, he's definitely been in touch with them. Yeah. Wild card is yeah. one of the uh, more generous terms I've 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 heard figures use for for him. But mm-hmm. anyway, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could pull this off, Ted, you will be a hero around the world, and also really help this show as you are our resident psychic. You know, and we're probably going to try to exploit that fact. So just be aware. Okay. All right. But well, anytime you need help, just just give me just I'll, I'll call in. Let me know. All right. Well. Godspeed to you in this effort, because you know we all have our fingers crossed. Just let us know how this turns out. Now, I mean, are, are you contacting the aliens right now? Um, I can bring them in, and they just came in and they said they have been in contact with them. All right. Yes, they all have right. been in contact. Well, with you them. just keep us in touch. All right. So there you have it. Our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. What's going on, man? It's your boy David Olivas. And DJ Jersey. Here rocking with Spud Goodman. With Aunt Dorothy. We got Gerald in the house. Chance the intern. Man, these guys are killing it out here on the Spud Goodman Show, man. Spud Goodman Show. Check me out at Real Olivas. DJ Jersey everything. Listening to Spud Goodman will might be hazardous for your health, but we don't know. We don't care. It's the Spud Goodman Show. All the good stuff is hazardous for your health. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Okay, returning to the topic we were discussing, it seems that Trevor, our engineer, uh, put on his private investigator's hat and discovered there is a bit of truth to the rumor of infidelity here in the studio. Now, Aunt Dorothy, I know you would you know, never rat out Chance the Intern as, as you're a private person, but uh-huh. as your nephew, I will defend your honor and confront him publicly. Chance, how could you do this to my only living aunt? What's your name, scumbag? This is not necessary, Spud. I have dealt with the situation, and we're working through it. Mrs. Jarvitz, I understand you would like this breach of trust to be kept out of public light, but... Trevor just texted me... A few yeah. a few social media posts from the other woman, you know, in Chance the Intern's oh. life. The stuff she's put up. Man, she's, she's somewhat possessive. Dang. Chance, are you aware of, of what this woman is saying about you and your relationship? Uh, step back up to the mic and ad- address the world on this. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't go on social media. I do participate in a gamers forum, mostly for Fortnite players. I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. All right, what is Fortnite? You, you mean the old English term for a two-week period? <laughs> no, doofus, it's a freaking video game. Well, so, Chance, is this young woman who claims you are her long-time boyfriend prone to threatening you or, or doing scary things like boiling a rabbit on your kitchen stove? If you're referring to someone from my past that I know, yeah, she's kind of emotional, but she hasn't tried to scare me or anything. Yet. Well, and Dorothy, can I ask if, if she's contacted you? I, I mean, has she sent you anything suspicious in the mail or anything? Don't be so overly dramatic about it. You know, once 
I received a very strange package in the mail, and I contacted law enforcement immediately. It, it turned out to be something my wife, Rachel, had ordered. One of Ron Popeil's inventions that she saw on late night TV. Okay. It, it was an onion yeah. peeler, I, as I recall, but it did not work very well. Yeah, okay. Anyway, thank you for that. Yeah. So, so what about it, Aunt Dorothy? I mean, have you been harassed by her? Well, so far it's just been attacks on social media, mostly on Instagram and a few on Facebook. Really? The girl sure is passionate about chance i will give her that she has always been a little hot-headed even back in junior high Hmm. so as a journalist and respected talk show host i would be remiss if i didn't ask the money question chance did you have an affair with this woman would you be where you are had there not been a sex tape no outside the bounds outside the bounds of your relationship with my wonderful aunt who is totally amazing right I don't think this is cool to be talking about on the air, if you don't mind. Chance, lust has destroyed the lives of many a great man. You know, the key is to ask for forgiveness from God. Hey, hey, Jimmy Swagger, I'll handle the cross-examination, if you don't mind. Well, I'm not... Now, Chance, did you really think you could get away with sleeping around on my aunt? I mean, geez, I mean, people talk, you know? Uh, It's all fake news. Oh, Chance, dear, you don't have to do this. I know... He doesn't have to, but we're just getting to the good stuff, and it would be a shame if if we didn't get all the dirt on this while we're still on the air. Yes. I'm betting that more than a few listeners are wondering right now how you could still be dating a guy who did you so wrong, Aunt Dorothy. That is messed up, yo. I know I'm questioning it myself. Well, things are complicated, okay? Spud, why don't you leave both me and your aunt alone with this? Well, I'd like to, but with your uncontrolled hormonal urges, I have no choice but to get to the bottom of this. Um, You know, Trevor, our private dick, in addition to being our engineer, is trying to contact your paramour as I speak to hopefully get her on the air. Now, that would make for awesome radio. Yeah. In the meantime, though, uh, we do need to, you know, bring on our next guest, Mr. Temporary Co-Host. Check and see if he's ready to go. Uh, I will, and it's temporary permanent co-host, and I'm being told uh, by the board that your next guest, Trevor Jackson, is holding for you. I'm not even going to ask you if if you know about, you know, Trevor and and his new movie, Superfly, that he stars in. I mean, he is the star of the film, but but it'll be a waste of time. (laughs) Oh, no way he even knows about the first Superfly back in the day. Yeah, okay, okay, I plead guilty. I'm not aware of these super flies that you're talking about, but I do remember a fly movie that I think had Jeff something in it. Well, what is the question? I'm impressed you even got Jeff Goldblum's first name. Goldblum. And no, Superfly has nothing to do with The Fly, all right? And by the way, the the first Superfly had one of the greatest soundtracks ever by the late, great Curtis Mayfield. Oh, that was a record that was always on in my place in the early 70s, and I still play it all the time. You know, maybe you could loan me the album to listen to, you know, for after the kids go to bed. Shut up. I wouldn't loan you any records, that's for sure. Well, anyway, you know, it's tough to try and be uh, uh, like a better dude than Ron O'Neill was in the original role as Youngblood Priest. But I heard, you know, Trevor gives it a really good shot. Uh, Send a call through. I want to talk to him. Here he is. Say hello to actor and singer-songwriter Trevor Jackson. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. Yeah, so you have a new movie out, Superfly. Uh, I love the original from 1972. How close to the first one is the new one? Um, the new one is similar in the uh, in, uh, story of the lead character. I think all the characters are pretty much the same in their motivations, but 
this is a little different, you know. It's in 2018. It's uh, placed in Atlanta. Um, and I think I'm kicking uh, a little bit more back than the first. All right. Um, you know, the soundtrack from the first film by the late, great Curtis Mayfield is still one of the coolest albums ever made. What's the tune situation with the new Superfly? Well, we have Future who produced the soundtrack. You know, I think it was a perfect choice just because he's the voice of Atlanta, I'd say. And, um, yeah, I feel like he's just kind of the voice of our generation right now. And, and uh, so I don't think we could have picked a better guy for sure. Uh, all right. Well, you know, the part of, of Youngblood Priest is a bad... I mean, everybody knows that. Was it tough to leave the character at the set when you went home at night? I mean, did you have to, like, focus on not being such a bad Like, relearn how to smile and maybe tone down the wardrobe when you went to, like, Subway or the dentist appointment? How, t- how tough was absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. I caught myself talking to the, to the lady at CVS, like, like Superfly at one point. I was like, sorry, man, sorry. PTSD. Uh, Spud. What? Don't you ever find yourself in a similar situation as Trevor when he left the Superfly movie set? You know, each day when you leave this studio, I know you try to leave the on-air Spud Goodman here, too. Uh, hey, Trevor, just a sec. Yes. What do you mean, the on-air Spud Goodman? I am who I am 24-7. Well, I'm just saying that you often seem more human and forgiving when you're not on the air. The private Spud Goodman is much nicer than the Spud Goodman that I'm speaking with oh, right now. Oh, I have to disagree with that one, Gerald. Oh. I've known Spud since he was born, of course. He hasn't changed one bit. He was a very demanding, high-maintenance baby. Hmm. He's the same now, on or off the air. Thank you, uh- I think, Aunt Dorothy. Uh-huh. Spud, I feel that you treat me much better off the air than you do here in the studio. I know you want to keep up the bad boy image on the show like Trevor must have gone through doing the new Superfly, as I'm betting he's one of those methody actors. Let's drop this as I need to finish this interview, okay? Uh, Trevor, I've returned. Ready, let's get it. All right, all right, super. Um... Well, Trevor, let's take a look back at when you got into showbiz. Uh, you were like eight years old when you got the part of young Simba from The Lion King on Broadway. You know, most kids at that yeah. age are into like play dates and video games. How strange was it to be working six days a week with two shows on Sunday? Um, it was amazing, man. Um, I think uh, the, the best part about it is that I didn't feel like work when I was doing that. It just felt like I would get to, I got to do what I love to do. I was just having a blast, but. Little did I know I was just it was like preparation for everything I'm doing now. When it comes to my albums or uh, my acting, all just kind of coming into play. All right, super. Was it was this kind of weird as a kid though to be able to buy whatever you, you know, whatever toy or video game you wanted? Because at that age, I had to like mow the lawn and pick up dog poop in our backyard for a couple bucks. You must have lived large <laughs> as a kid. No, no, I definitely didn't get to live large. I never got uh, anything I wanted. I think the only time I got anything new was Christmas and birthdays. My my family, uh, especially my mom, was very keen on making sure whatever I got, I earned and worked hard for. So definitely didn't get to touch a lot of that that money growing up. Uh, Which uh, is good. I, I appreciate that. Oh yeah, now for sure. Um, well, you're also a recording artist, and this year released your newest album, Rough Drafts Part One. Uh, what's more stressful, putting out a new record or a new movie? Uh, I'd say, um, wow, that's a good question. What's more stressful? Uh, I'd say both might be equally as stressful. <laughs> um, wow. I'd say album. 
Alright, album, okay. I say album just because all the pressure is kind of on you and when you do a movie it's on the producers, it's on the the, the, the studio, you have more more people to blame if it's not good. Okay. Alright, super. Um, you, hey, you're also in, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the spinoff from Blackish. Uh, we had Marcus Scribner on a while back. It's Grownish, correct? Uh, how's that yeah. project going? That's been going amazing. I start filming the second season um, uh, in August, uh, and then there's nothing like working with family, man. Uh, it just doesn't feel like, just doesn't feel like work being able to work with them. It's very awesome. Alright, super. Well, let me hit you with my last question. What are the long-term career goals for you at this point? You're, you're not 21. Where do you see yourself at, say, 30? Uh, the future's kind of bright, it looks like. I, I want to direct a few movies by then, uh, for sure. Put out a few more albums, and uh, yeah, just continue to be wherever God wants me to be. Alright, super. Okay, well, I'm going to remind everyone again that your new movie, Superfly, is now airing at theaters nationwide. Uh, thanks a bunch, you know, for coming on our show. Thank you so much, man. God bless you. Have a great day. You too, Mr. Trevor Jackson. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is the Spud Goodman Show. It's musical guest interview time. Uh, please welcome Power Laces. Uh, can I get the, the names of the band members and the instruments that you guys are going to be playing? Oh, yeah. My name's uh, Joseph. I'm on lead vocals. We have Ryan uh, over to the left of me on synthesizers and keyboards. Behind me, we have Jeremy on the bass guitar, as well as Corbin over on uh, lead and rhythm guitar there. And then we also have Ari Webb uh, on the drums. All right, super. Uh, the legal description of the band, uh, registered, I believe, with the federal government, is funk, hip-hop, dub. That's an interesting mix. Please explain. Uh, I think we just wanted to be a little a little more funky and groovy and, and danceable. Um, vocal uh, stem comes from uh, our love of hip-hop and that kind of vibe, uh, two of us being from Southern California, that, that West Coast... Uh, that West Coast uh, style and, and and upbringing. And then the uh, dub, we really like the the lucid, acid, trippy, uh, groovy uh, style of that. So um, I think the combination of all three um, is pretty relatable and, and fun. All right. Uh, well, in terms of influences, what uh, bands have had the most impact on what you guys don't want to emulate? Any names come to mind? You know, for me as a talk show host, I try to stay outside the lane, traveled like Magic Johnson and Sally Jesse Raphael. I like them as people, but just not as hosts. I think uh, like Chumba Wumba would be one that we try and stay away right. from. They're really catchy, and that's great, but I don't think uh, we want to go down there. Um Ideally, I think I think that's our number one at the top, Chumbawamba. Okay, I'll write that down. Um, so what are the long-term goals for the band? Uh, long-term is to play music with each other and keep it going and uh, be creative and focus on, focus on us. And if everybody's uh, on the outside is proud of that, then we're able to, uh, able to keep going and, and have fun with that and keep everyone happy while we stay happy. Super. What's the name of the next song? Uh, next song is called Fist Up. And it's uh, for standing up for yourself and moving forward and uh, keeping positive uh, no matter what and remember where you came from and use that as motivation for the future. All right, let's do it.
bias leadership on Trump. Yo, combat the naysay, fellowship the cup. I'm constantly competing, chronicle common commodities. Oh, since I've been fiercely forgetting the policies. But I'm being mad when I'm hitting the digit and punching the clock. Absorbing the shock, performing the blocks, I'm going nonstop. Our time travels, slow it down by your nanosecond. Hitting the gas, coming in fast, breaking it all directly. Goodman Radio Show.
This is Jerry Mathers, the Beaver. A lot of people told me I shouldn't do it, but you know what? I've always been very brave, so I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, Spud, our show's public sector food critic is on the line. Do you uh, do you want to take his review now? Uh, would you rather I wait until after the show to hear it? Hell yeah, I no. want you to put him through. I haven't heard from Lawrence for a while. Yeah, very well, he- here he is. Uh, Lawrence, go ahead, you are on the air. I, I am now? Oh, okay, uh... Hey, can I do my review now? Absolutely. But, but can I ask where you've been lately? We haven't heard from you in a bit. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's coming now, and so I asked if I could stay close to home, and I, I didn't want to be traveling all over the country because it, it's pretty humid on telling a bus this time of year, you know. Well, you know what, but I bet it's a good fiscal savings for the show's budget. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it'll save some money, too. So, so I'm guessing our executive producer was an easy yes. Uh, anyway, you said you have a review. Where did you go? I tried to stay close to my apartment, so I walked over to a nearby pool, and I checked out a snack bar over there. The place, is, it's owned by the city, so that qualifies as the public sector. That, that's right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, I love to swim myself. It's a great cardio workout. I try to do 250 to 300 laps three times a week. Well, I usually just go to the kids' waiting pool and I cool off my feet. There. That's so hot. Can, uh, I, can I ask what huh. you reviewed at the pool snack bar, Lawrence? Well, I pretty much sampled everything that they had there. I told the kid behind the counter that I was a food critic, and he gave me samples of what they were selling there. They, they had all the, he gave me all the pops, even a Mr. Pibb. I hadn't had a Mr. Pibb in a long time. Oh, I am a big Mr. Pibb lover myself. You know, it's not a cola, uh, so it's all boy. good in the Holcomb house. Now, sure, someone could be a stickler for details and say it might be a distant cousin of a cola drink, but my feeling is life is short, and you don't know what's coming next, so you don't sweat the small things. When I came back from the hospital, the first thing I did was go look at my vag in the mirror. It looks better looking than before. Uh, So, Lawrence, anything in the snack bar that was decent? Okay, well, I would give the kettle corn four sporks. I would have given it five sporks, but I felt the portions were a little bit skimpy on that. Hmm. I had to ask for seconds, you know. Hey, the condiment bar actually wasn't too bad because they had these packets of just about anything a person could put on a hot dog except for like you know peanut butter now i carry my own peanut butter with me when i travel so i gave him a pass on that one all right well how are the nachos the nachos oh they were pretty weak man the cheese sauce was a a little gooey and it was permanently stained my hands they still look like a little they still look a little too orange so I'm not shaking hands with anybody right now. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Well, you should try rubbing some toothpaste on your hands, Lawrence. It should do the trick. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I think I'll give that a try when I get off the phone here. Yeah, I appreciate that, Spud, aunt. Yeah, I hope you don't... I don't know. I don't know what your deal was that day, but I hope you didn't even dip a toe in that kid's waiting pool until at least an hour or so after you pigged out on all that free food. Because it could have, you know, you could have gotten a really mm. serious side ache, and you don't know what would have happened. 
Oh, well, you know, don't, uh, I waited before I ate anything. So you okay, don't have good to call, yo. Hey, 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 look, can I, yeah. can I get going now? Because i got to walk my new hamster. His name is Iggy. I'm going to walk him up and down the hallway in my building because he loves to get out and stretch his legs, you know. I, I'm going to get back on the road soon. I promise you all, okay? Now, bye now. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks he's, for calling in, man. He's gone. Yeah. Well. My, how time flies. Well, I think we have to give major kudos to our engineer Trevor as he was able to locate the young woman who's come between my favorite aunt and our community college intern Chance. Yes! It's a tragic story and it desperately needs a final chapter. Possibly happy, but for sure it needs to be emotionally gripping. Is she ready to go on the air? Yep. It was actually pretty easy to convince her to do this as she says she has definitely had a few things to say. Mostly okay. to Chance. Yeah. She is really pissed at him. I don't think this is a good idea. Nor do I. Well, I understand, but we need to put her through. Call, are you there? Um, yes, I am here. And I have a name. It's Abby. And I would rather speak to Chance. Are well, you there, Chance? You can't continue to avoid me forever. I would prefer to do this off the air if you don't mind, Abby. Um, we both know you won't call me. I always have to call you. It's not very romantic for a girl to have a boyfriend who can't even pick up the phone to see how she's doing. You haven't even texted me for two weeks. That is messed up, yo. I am not your boyfriend. I am currently involved with Aunt Dorothy, and I- We both know that will never work out. I mean, you love playing video games, and she what? Does she knit or crochet while you're deep into your gaming world? At least I play against you sometimes. Abby, you're a horrible player. Um, it's Abby, right? I understand why you're upset about my relationship with Chance. After all, I was your age at one time, and I... Had... No disrespect, lady, but your relationship with Chance makes no sense at all. Huh. I mean, what can you give him that I can't? I bet your idea of a fun night is to sit and watch one of those lame CSI shows my parents love so much. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Uh, uh, Abby, or whatever your name is, I, I think she likes that Blue Blood show way more than those CSI programs. Right. So, so anyway, how long have you and Chance been seeing each other? Could we get like a start date on when he began cheating on my aunt? We have been dating on and off since the eighth grade. There oh, have been periods oh. of time where we saw other people, but for the most part, we have been a couple for a long, long time. And the thing is, you guys don't seem to understand that I am the victim here. Your aunt has tried to steal my boyfriend, and that is not okay. okay. Abby, wow. we haven't dated since our senior year when you told me to go off in a corner and die if I remember correctly. That's so hot. Are you denying that we slept together last month? At our three-year high school reunion, I drank too many wine coolers, so that night is a little hazy. Something may have happened, but I'm not sure. What's with you, Joha? Oh, you love wine? You like? I mean, seriously, Chance, you love wine coolers too? I didn't know that. I mean, we do have something in common. They're so awesome. Listen, Abby, I'm fine with whatever happened between you two. No jealousy here. Can we just get beyond this and maybe come to an understanding? Hell no, you can't! Dorothy... 
I can handle this. Really? Hey, Chance, if I were you, I would see if you could work out an arrangement here with the two women in your life. You know, it's possible to love more than one woman if it's sanctioned by God. There are ways to make this work. Uh, I, th- I think polygamy is still illegal in this state, dude. You can't prevent everything. I guess the three of them could, like, move somewhere where it's okay, but Salt Lake I beautiful. need my aunt here on the show as our designated lapper. A good one's hard to find. Huh. Polygamy is not something I would feel comfortable with, and I'm not moving anywhere. So just drop that idea, okay? Sure, okay. It was just a suggestion. Uh. So, Chance, are you going to tell me that you would rather choose a woman old enough to be your mother or, or even your grandmother over what I have to offer? Oh. I mean, we have so much in common. Um, um, you suck! Yeah, I sort of like Dorothy a lot. She is really nice to me. Thank you. Well, that counts for a lot. You know, yeah. it's probably number two on my list. You know, for for girlfriends or a wife, right behind being granted operational authority on all remote controls. Yes. But anyway, caller, I, I, I'm getting word we have to wrap up the show. So thanks for calling in. You weren't exceptionally interesting, but you, you did okay. I mean, not that bad. Um, can't call me after the show. That's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, caller. He's made his choice. It's obvious now. My Aunt Dorothy wins and you lose. Good day. All right, somebody dump the call. Can I Can I go now? Yeah, but you have a lot of work to do making things right with my aunt. Missing mm-hmm. our pants yet? All right, then. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Power Laces. Answer 
my question, do I fail or succeed? You're too much information, will make it easily. I need an answer, my time is running short. Forget the past and accept the present just for sport. Copyright 2018, Spud Goodman Productions.